<laughs> Damn it. No, don't. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> don't. We're setting up recording a laser time. Hi, everybody. Were Ra- you recording? <laughs> Radio Times, Chris and <laughs> Radio Times, Brett Elston here. Um, shit, what were we talking about? This is Laser Time. I'm Chris Antista. Who else do we have? Mm. Brett. And hey, Elston. Henry Gilbert. A very special guest. And I'm here. Bob Mackey. I'm new special to this. Guest Bob Mackey. Hi. You're slightly new to this. Yeah. You've I'm, been I'm, podcasting for a while. I have been, yeah. And actually, I guess I'm kind of new to Laser Time. I found it through some Facebook post someone made a long yes. time ago, and uh, so it works. See, you guys? <laughs> so it, I'm living proof. <laughs> Your dollars at work. And you I'm, know which episode it was? It was uh, Wholesome Horrors. It was hmm. it was like Pee Wee Herman and uh, oh. like celebrities that gotten horrible crimes and problems. Oh, yeah. that one, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a good Diane episode, wasn't it? If only there were experts on this show. So that got me hooked. Sweet. This, well, this and now you, you just reached out to us and like, let's do something. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, your name's Bob Server on Twitter. Of course, we'll do something. <laughs> yes, that's all it takes. <laughs> and uh, you are also mounting up what Retronauts? Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to launch uh, probably by the time this this episode mm-hmm. is out, we'll, we'll have already launched. So go to retronauts.com. Uh, the new podcast starts July 1st, yeah. and with the one to fall every week after that. Do you know what to get? You can, well, you can tease it more specifically at the end. Retronauts.com okay. is yeah. the important part. Yeah, please go there. It's there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Every time I, I can't help it, all I hear is Mackey. Mackey. Vic Mackey? Vic Mackey. The Shield. You watch The Shield? No, yeah. he's giving that look he hasn't. Have you seen it? I have. Oh, I love but it. But I mean, uh, I, I don't know about anything about the character. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to assume it's all good things, right? Mm-hmm. He's an awesome character. Okay. I just, uh, they say his name so much in that movie. Mackey. Mackey. He's Al Capone with a badge, <laughs> Mackey. What are you going to do about Mackey? <laughs> but this is. A, hey, hey, this is a good. That's a good lead into this episode because it's about. Uh, Questions of morality, mm. which made Vic Mackey such an interesting character. Uh. So the, the the thesis thesis the the uh, <laughs> topic of this episode was supposed to be um, oh my fucking god I phrased it earlier our in a favorite way I, FX I, shows no yeah, our favorite <laughs> son of the beach I'm a huge fan of son <laughs> oh, of the beach, son of the beach. <laughs> do you know Howard Stern produced that and episode over yeah um, <laughs> I remember there was the very sensitively portrayed character of Jerry Agfay. That sounds like a Howard Stern Uh, joke. uh, Okay, no, this was about this was about people whose creative work you respect, Mm -hmm. but whose personal beliefs make them deplorable and does. I feel this. It feels too NPR. Strong work. Yeah, okay, it's a strong word because it does feel too NPR. Your thoughts, Brett Austin. No, but uh, Uh, it was actually inspired by something I read that Bob wrote recently about um, who who was it? Doug Tenapple. Doug Tenapple of Earthworm Jim fame. Right. And, and he was uh, doing what? Can you give us the rundown? Well, basically, he has been a conservative crank for at least a decade, at least. I just never knew that. I yeah. Know, I, guess... I mean, like I said, he had a column on, uh, it was a, Bre- how do you say Breitbart. his name? Breitbart. Breitbart. Uh, he had a column there for a while. Um, he's very open about his anti-gay uh, views. He especially, he's not happy about gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, it was forced upon him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that basically, that's who he is, and he's not shy about it, and, like, and that kind of conflicts with something that he's trying to put out, which is his new game. It's weird because his new game has nothing to do with that issue exactly, anyway whatsoever. Exactly, yeah. Well, he's like on the art for it. There's two other guys who are like he's not the sole creative force, right? Either, but I, but... I feel like the way they're marketing it is like, hey, you remember Earthworm Jim in the Neighborhood? Yeah. Well, this is the guy. That's basically what I feel. This like. is the yeah. guy, and I actually wasn't aware of it until I read your article on it. Mm. Uh, and and I, I still can't really understand how the guy who creates funny, silly things... That is bizarre, yeah. ...feels the need... I, I don't know. Like I was even trying to look for modern examples of this. 
and it doesn't really happen out, outside of like uh, writers because no director would ever get up and spout a belief that he thought would even be slightly controversial right, while doing Bill Gibson but, but yeah yeah we'll get to drunk. him yeah we will get to him it, oh, good. but like it, but how does that tarnish you in his eyes can is sort of the question. For me, I mean, in my article I put out that um, I have many options for video games, mm-hmm. and I know that I can't trace everything I buy to a person who I might disagree with or a yes. cause I might disagree with. But in this case, I know this is a person whose political beliefs, and not just political beliefs, it's like mm-hmm. human beliefs, yes. are different than mine. And I do not want to give him money because he's... It's not that he is. Um, he has this belief. He's very mm-hmm. straightforward and very unrepentant. And what I believe is, like, against all common sense, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I have so many video games I still need to play. I have so many video games that I want to play that are coming out. I cannot play this one and still feel good, you know? So you will not play? I won't. I, I mean, I just, I the same thing play. happened with uh, Shadow Complex, but I, I think we'll talk about that at some point, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Orson Scott Card and yeah. all that nonsense. Well, so with, um, also with Kickstarter, like, unlike when you buy a game and you, it's going to so many people, yeah. like, yeah. Kickstarter is like, direct money to yeah. the end. Fun. And it's much what? more personal. You laughing? What happened? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you also had a really good. Um, uh, you uh, used the example of Paul F. Tompkins' bit about Chick Fil A. Yeah, he said it best. I mean, really, I just I just stole his argument. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. What was uh, it? I don't remember. It was like now, like I don't expect you to trace everything that you buy and touch and experience, you know, to make sure you're being ethical. Mm-hmm. But now that you know this, you can't not know it. So yeah. you must make a decision. You can't just be like, oh, it's just a video game. Oh, it's just, it's just that. This information is in your head now, and mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make a separation. I made this, yeah. art, this, this vague comparison to on another show. I think it was K-Prices. We'll get to that dude, too, in a second. But it was about, like, yeah, I don't... Oh, my God, the conservative listeners are going to hate I'm sorry. this episode. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I think there is a... a well, well, maybe there's a difference to be seen as we bring up some examples. Um, right, and I think it's wrong to call uh, anti-gay beliefs conservative. Uh, even, that might be a little... Is it, though? It's socially well, conservative, <laughs> but if you're a conservative Republican, right. you're not necessarily anti-gay. You I might just pay taxes. Yeah, well, like, not, not all conservatives are anti-gay, but all anti-gay people are conservative. I would say 99.9%. Only because you're, you're, you're trying to be accurate, but I think it's yeah, very yeah. safe to say all anti-gays are conservative. Like right. Even uh, on my, on my two-hour drive here... Mm-hmm. From my house, which is a thirty-minute walk Pride, away, celebrating during the uh, Pride Parade. Domocon? What was it? Uh, um, well, no, I mean it was just the Pride Parade is this mm-hmm. time of year every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, no, yeah. but this Pride Parade it was particularly it was particularly happy. But uh, yes, one of the bus, one of the floats that went by, one of which was a warthog <laughs> done up uh, um, with gay rights uh, stuff. On a like Halo a, warthog? Yeah, Halo warthog. Okay. Oh wow, uh, really, which was really cool. Okay. Um, which I saw a lot of stuff today, just waiting. <laughs> Uh, waiting in traffic, but because uh, I foolishly, foolishly chose to drove here, drive, I drive here for like, for, uh, like I a, don't know why I did a twenty-minute walk. I I'm stupid. <laughs> I drive through a, the pride parade. But what I, one of the things I, marriage is I guess legal. I know I should have. There's no reason <laughs> I deserve to be punched in the face for that. That's why I didn't get mad the whole drive. I'm like, <laughs> this is my fault. Um, but on the one of the floats that went by was this thing for like Catholics for gay marriage and it's like a bunch of people who are like you would normally associate religion with this anti-gay view absolutely not that's just the I thing know, that gets that, ratcheted up that, to the top because it's like no it, it's we, just but, that other thing that like it's it, who is anti-gay and not not religious well no I think there are people who are like I don't believe in God but it, it, to people it's gross or it's against nature they'll yeah, say or yeah. human 
human behavior, stuff like that. Well, we all know that. Or that no society, though they say in history there's no society that has survived that approved gay marriage. Like, whether... Mm-hmm. So there are non-religious defenses. I think religion is, like, one of the easier ones to go to because you can say, like, yes. well, hey, look, I like you and I love the sinner, but... This book says this thing. I can't change the way that it says that. Yeah. I've always thought it was a fallback. You and your Bible and your God all look way too much like you and what you believe. Well, that's not. I don't. I don't want to blame all Christians. I, but like I just how interesting it would be if one of you right now, knowing what I know about all of you, were to come out against gay marriage. <laughs> now it's a conversation we can actually have, right? Yeah. Because you have you don't have the background. So I, I'm yeah. never shocked when someone comes, except in this case. I'm never shocked when someone comes out against something like that. There was a recent thing where Bill O'Reilly, like, on his show was, like, it was basically him and Sean Hannity mm-hmm. on Fox News just gave up on gay marriage because they realized, like, they've lost. Like, it, the society has turned and they can't do it. Does but my they, dumb rant make sense but then? But they weren't, but, well, but the thing was, Bill O'Reilly and, and Hannity, these conservative guys, they weren't saying that it was right. Yes. But they were saying... We conservatives lost the narratives. It, it's like human rights and equality makes yes. a lot more sense than religion. Yeah. Like, no, it's not the narrative. Like, that's reality. Yeah, you know? yeah you remember yeah. the rant I went off? I'm like, I'm sick of hearing about the issue of gay marriage because it isn't an issue. The reality is the other side doesn't care, and it's why I don't pay p- attention to politics because it's just a fight that mm-hmm. they don't want to lose. Well, that I- was started, and they can't lose. They can't back off on. You can't care. It's impossible to care. Well, also, Republicans made, of the neoconservative movement, one of their biggest things was wedge issues. Mm -hmm. They don't want, like, it's much easier to just say, like, well, you could vote for a Democrat, but here's one thing you'll disagree with them on, Mm -hmm. like gun rights or gay rights or stuff like that. But I think that that was the dumb one, because it was, we're never going to get rid of guns, but, like... Two, but it's crazy to think equality that equality is an inevitability. That in 2004, that was used like, all right, we put a gay marriage ballot on every mm-hmm. uh, play in every battleground state. They'll bring out the votes. Like that was. It's crazy. Well, to I should I should say that because we had this argument before, or not argument, but this this conversation before, and I was like, when Janine Garofalo, a comedian I fucking love, was protested and blocked from having a probably a shitty sitcom on ABC mm-hmm. because of her beliefs, I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And then there are other examples throughout history um, of people with beliefs that I can't not support their work. I, we were just talking about that um, earlier. Who else is involved in the Kickstarter game? Wow, I, f- I forgot what it was called. Oh, uh, Amacrog? Amacrog. Or, or is it Armacrog? Armacrog. Armacrog. I, mean, I don't have the balls to pronounce it. <laughs> but it's supposed to be this like stop-motion video game. Like, yeah. Just yeah, gorgeous yeah. and a fucking cool thing. And I can't not, I can't not get it. I'm going to. Does that make you think less of me? No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I mean, that's your choice. I just. I'm glad. To. I'm glad you're thinking about it at least, and not just dismissing the question. Well, that's, that's what I don't like to see. I, I do like the idea of judge the art, not the artist. That's all well and good. I know it's impossible. Right. But right. the whole the whole idea of this is sort of like to where where is that line? Yeah. Uh, where is that line? And ultimately, I care so much about little things in here. I don't really care what one dude about it involved in. But then the other guy, I didn't know until you read your article that. Who's the main voice in the game? Oh, Mike Nelson. Mike Nelson. Yeah. So that was the most... Co- of MST3K. Yeah, the right, right. host and, I think, 10-year head writer of that whole show mm-hmm. of Rift Tracks. One of the, I talked to him, one of the greatest dudes ever, and what was... I guess it was like... During 9-11 was like the most conservative movement I think we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely, yeah. And, and 
all of a sudden, this guy, who I think is the funniest person in the world, I buy all his books, I read all his writing, would just come out in interviews as like this extreme concern. You've even seen a little bit of Mystery Science Theater. That little goofy guy from Minnesota, mm. hey guy, one of the, he is one of the funniest people on the planet, period. Just starting to spout conservative, not like real like hateful conservative values, but just like weird religious and conservative values for someone I thought was like a genius. Mm-hmm. And it really and a fun. cool guy, yeah, and, and yeah. a cool guy. And he's and he, man, he staged a public protest of like I'm going to eat nothing but bacon for a month. That's <laughs> just a weird guy who does funny things. Right. And and to hear him talk in interviews like I believe in conservative family values, like. Fuck! Why are you saying all this? Yeah, it made me wonder. I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, all the times we've gone to see Riff Tracks at Sketchfest, mm-hmm. like uh, the, the the four years I've gone to, and only this year did was Mike Nelson there. And I wonder if he didn't. You think he didn't want to go to no, the Castro Theater? And, no, because yeah. when they did it at Cobb's Comedy Club, which I went to two or three times, he was definitely there too. Okay, but he, I, I want to say it's because he's like that. He does have other job. Yeah, duties he's, he's at Riff busier Tracks. than those two, I think. Yeah, he is. Riff Tracks used to be just him until he could bring on uh, Murphy and Corbett. But I think the uh, difference with Nelson and Tanopel is like, uh, Tanopel, like, somebody should have told him, hey, shut up. That is it. Yeah, right. yeah. But maybe that's the thing. We say it's like mostly writers, it's people without publicists <laughs> yeah. to say, shut the fuck so. up. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also like comedians and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Like Bill Maher got in big trouble post nine eleven mm-hmm. because he he said that uh, I feel like they were just waiting to shut down politically incorrect as soon yeah, as they could was... after nine eleven. But I I can't remember the exact wordage of it. But he he said don't call the guys who did the attacks cowards yes. because they had a lot of courage to do what they did or conviction or whatever. Yeah, you, no, it was fairly eloquent. Like you can call them monsters and bad people. But you can't call them cowards because what they did took a lot of bravery, and they believe they were doing it for a certain cause. But they're they're not cowards. It's not you can't just shrug them off like cowards. Mm. That took a lot of balls, and it's it, yeah. It was that knee jerk. You said what about the terrorists? Yeah. They're heroes. Yeah. I didn't say that either. Oh man, when the shade was immediately done. Inferring that they were human beings yeah. in some way, so that was against and, uh, and that maybe there's a reason they did what they did. Yeah, that yeah, was exactly. my that was my huge argument. Whether the the, the the motives were. Oh man, we shouldn't get into that. Yeah. So, but, so who's another person that does stuff uh, that, that we don't like? Um, Why well, also? Let me tell one real quick. When I was at uh, when I worked at Blockbuster Video. Oh, here we go. The uh, <laughs> another one of your liberal Blockbuster. Uh, well, yeah, so this I'm is really a, trying to avoid that people. And this was in Northern Florida, like uh, the uh, the second no, Pirates of the Caribbean had come out mm-hmm. uh, recently, and I was saying like, oh, are you got you and your to my manager, like, you and your boyfriend gonna go see this? And like, no, it stars Johnny Depp, a France lover. I was like, what? Oh, like, yeah. It's just like, Johnny Depp had moved to Europe and it said, oh, no, like, like everybody, conservative yeah. or not, you should be embarrassed that anybody ever participated in a boycott of the French. Uh, yeah. Everybody should. Well, just the if whole you, If yeah, you but, ever called them freedom fries, yeah. hang your head in shame. Somewhere. Nope. It was a pretty ridiculous time there, I gotta say. Yeah. I, that was but, wait the second pirates movie? No, the first pirates. Oh, okay, this that was two thousand three, July 9th, two thousand three. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. But yeah, that they so I didn't know. even know there oh. was this prejudice against Johnny Depp as uh, I didn't know until now. It's yeah. un-American but, because he uh, what he lives. He's in a France? France lover, but he also I'm sure in some interview somewhere he said I don't know if America should be going to war with Iraq, yeah. but 
Uh, but that also like fucked over the Dixie Chicks. Like it did. The Dixie Chicks are a good example of that. As... I'm out for blood. <clears throat> well, it was. I mean, that that was courage just to say that to that audience. Well, all they all they the thing that got them in trouble was they said, "I'm embarrassed that our pre- that uh, our president comes from Texas because they're from Texas mm-hmm. and they which is a condemnation yeah. of the president. Yes, yeah, and mm-hmm. the administration in a time of war, Henry. Yeah, yeah. You have it's to support the president until it's not the one we want, and then you know, forget <laughs> it. Forget all that stuff we said. Then he's an Islamo <laughs> socialist Nazi. Yeah. Wait, I got it. You gay bastard! I'm so glad no I had that. No gay son of mine! <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I got away with playing. I can get away with playing that clip forever now because of the context it was originally brought up in. Well, can we mention Orson Scott Card? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. So because that bothered me when. Well, talk about Orson. Scott. I don't know much about him. Be totally honest. Well, yeah, he's so he's, he's got a new movie coming out. Does it's he? true. He's oh. he's a major science fiction writer. His biggest mm-hmm. works are Ender's Game, and uh, they are the Ender's series and Ultimate Iron Man. Yeah, so he's honestly, I, I think he's not the best writer anyway. But uh, but some people really liked his work, and I there was this really good interview in in Slate, uh, not uh, Salon, uh, where mm-hmm. they interviewed him, and it was this lesbian writer who. Thought his like Ender's Game was this great book about like indoctrination and anti-war and all this stuff, and she said that like he he was actually spouting some views like that were almost communist in nature, but then when she gets to gay stuff, he's like, well, come, I don't want you to pay me as a bigot in this article, but he says all this shit like, he, but here he, he comes. But like what? What does he say? Well, that he thinks that like you sh- you just fire someone if they're gay, like that's not you that's not a hate crime. <laughs> The, that that the civil rights of like gays and African Americans mm-hmm. or other ones are not comparable. That uh, that the homosexual lifestyle is one of depression and that leads to nowhere. And that people he knows who have been fixed and no longer are gay are much happier. Ah, yes, mm. reorientation and, always takes so long. And it, it feels like it goes back to like he. I don't know if he still is a Mormon, but mm-hmm. he was raised Mormon, mm-hmm. and I wonder if it kind of comes from that. But anyway. Uh, and so he just sounds really crazy and definitely anti-gay. And the more he talks, the more crazy shit he says. But those are the ones I specifically remember. And like those got spread around, and he kept sticking with sticking. By the to time, those but just I mean, to come from a place of ignorance. By the time I heard that dude's name, mm-hmm. it was associated with being anti-gay, mm. and that was with yes, Shadow Comp. Right. Yeah. I mean, has anyone actually read Ender's Game? I haven't. Okay. I, is, read, it, is that a book? It is, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what they're making into the movie. That, they're finally yeah. making a movie out of it. Is it like, a book? It's a real book, like with no comic images? Uh, real yes, book. It's a real oh, book. No, probably not. It's a real book, it's and it's like a standard science fiction, yeah. like, like like cornerstone of I'm the I'm kidding. Genre. I know what it is. Okay. I'm just okay. saying I, I don't sure. read. Uh, right. But I mean, when I read it, I was older, and I was like, okay, this book is 60% laser tag and 10% wet, <laughs> wet naked boys wrestling in the shower. Yes. Yes. So, like, I don't really know where he gets off. How are they going to film that? Yeah. Oh, I know where he gets off. Oh, with Harrison Ford and Hugo, uh, but then, yeah. but then Starship Troopers. Hmm? Did he write Starship Troopers? That's no, Island. no, no, that's Island. Oh, I was getting yeah, Island, Island confused. Yeah. Never mind, different person. But uh, but yeah, both so, people in space shooting each other. So there was the, he had all those. Did you like and, Ender's Game though? I didn't know, but yeah. I mean, I read it when I was twenty-two. I wasn't like ten or twelve or however old you're supposed to be mm. when you read it. So. It didn't hit me, and it's supposed to be like, "Are you the ostracized nerd child? Well, you're going to become the uber mensch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. You'll kill uh, everybody. Yeah, which is now what he's writing. You're a wizard here. Well, so then, but since then, he's like gone like really crazy. There are three examples I can think of, but mm. the big, 
the big one was uh, Shadow Complex, I'd say, with, with video games. Like he, right? Uh, well, so Chair and or Epic, whoever it was, like they paid him to create a world, like to technically write the the world for Shadow Complex. But the the way it seemed to me was he just they just paid him to be like, can we set this in your world and say you wrote it? Like he mm-hmm. didn't write the script or really mean even much of the scenario. No, but, it's based uh, on a book. I forget the name, but it's it's a book. The premise is that the left and the right have a civil war in America. And uh, it's about as ham-fisted as you would expect. I was going yes. to say, does his do his beliefs reflect in his work? And I'm guessing yes. Well, I, I've got <laughs> another just nodding example. yes. Yes, they do. But also, to go, back, to go back to Tenapel, you can see his beliefs bleed through in his work, which is why that? I'm afraid that well, what work? Really? Uh, in his comics... Okay. Oh, so yeah, 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 like uh, I read an entire comic. Uh, it was called Creature Tech, mm-hmm. and it was good. But the end, the end, the climax is a total burn against atheists. Like the saddest, sickest, childish burn against atheists. I'm like, <laughs> they have no this, beliefs. What is this doing in this book? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's a, like an analogy for something, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I think I did buy. I think I did buy Shadow Complex. So I have yet shame to play on it, you. I purposely didn't buy it, but oh. we had uh, we had the, we had codes for it. So it's a great like, game because <laughs> I was because per- I'm like I love Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that except Metroid and Castlevania. And every time, once every seven years, when somebody decides to do that bit, I'm like yeah. I have to play. Yeah, it. I can't. But I knew it was like like Henry was saying, very tangentially related. Like how much his fingers actually touched it mm-hmm. is debatable. Right. Well, but the point is he got money related to this and somehow and yeah. in some way me buying it might say that's okay. So you won't support so an entire product based on that. It's it like you said, it's very hard, but when you know specifically this guy but the the, the thing that did it for me was he it's very nebulous how much you actually had to do with it. Sure. Or at the end of the day, yeah. I don't want to negate all the people who did work on it who do not believe that and yeah. punish all of them because of one guy somewhere way off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I was lucky enough, and it's a privileged position to be in the games industry where we got we get codes for review, or they send a press outlet. Here's five Pretend codes. You're not supporting something by downloading it, playing it, and talking about it as what a godsend to XBLA. Well, um, it's no. just uh, it was a solid game. It's really good. It's a good well, game. Also, I, I would say like it was written the actual script was written by Peter David mm, who right. is a comic book writer who mm. is a more well, one of the more liberal ones yeah, in the he, mainstream comics like he's he cool. especially when it comes to gay rights like he wrote one of the first gay characters in Marvel comics history North Star? Uh, no but uh, a friend of Hulk's who dies of AIDS <laughs> friend of Hulk <laughs> friend of Hulk. Hulk's friend he has AIDS and I have a clip I have a clip so. from the animated series Yo, Hulk come on uh, but he also <laughs> Like recently, uh, long-time '90s characters uh, Shatterstar and Richter, like he, they had always been implied to be maybe a couple, and he huh. was just like, no, fuck it, they're 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 a couple. And huh. it was definitely like he was and trailblazing in that that's way. That's what I mean. Like it's it's hard to like I won't buy this because of one person, but then how do I know like the entire artist staff of Shadow mm. Complex were not like absolutely not we completely support I, gay rights and are completely against everything he stands for but here I am working a chair and I'm not going to quit my job and my livelihood because it's attached to I, I can't assu- I always assume if you're in the entertainment industry in any way you are as left as the drummer in Def Leppard <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and you're surrounded by gay like what was uh, fucking Gallagher when Gallagher <laughs> oh god uh, yeah when Gallagher who's just gone crazy but when he was interviewed by uh, Mark Marin very briefly until mm-hmm. he walked out of it Marin asked him like we know gay people though right he's like well yeah how could i work in the entertainment industry and not know gays and he's like well then why are you 
saying this shit. He's like, well, it's easy. Like, people just laugh at it. Like, who cares? It's and then his argument was like, dumb yokels like this. So yeah, I, I will dumb, give it to and them. That's, and that's the scariest one of all. Like, is that's worse than the... <laughs> I believe nothing. I believe it. Easy. It's just like, it gets a laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, you anarchist monster. But you, you like, also... uh, like not, not, not anarchist, but like... like like uh, society anarchy of this, like mm. you don't even want to have a discussion. You just want to get your money and la- and have anyone laugh at any joke, regardless of what it is. Like it's like that. Like that's what scares me even more is knowing you're wrong and just being like, eh. mm. like that's like makes you money. Who cares? For not even like yeah. six figures, it's just like for some pittance at a county fair. Right, like, that's did, what I remember he's he getting. said that in some of those interviews, just like I didn't even write those jokes, but you said them. You said them. <laughs> And it's like if I was going to get paid ten billion dollars to say horrible things, it's like now there's a now there's a debate going on in my head because like I could buy an island and just it would be it would be no question for me. I would, and, I would take the money like, and then uh-huh. use this podcast as a method like those fucking idiots. Right, right. There's shit. all kinds of ways. But then like right. someone who's like you're playing county fairs and state fairs mm-hmm. and you're not getting that much to just eh. <laughs> like that's not the amount of money you go eh oh, for. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's Shadow Complex, so you don't play it. I didn't play. I didn't download. As it. a result of yeah, Orson's yeah. involvement. Yeah, but I mean, I don't Orson. judge anyone that has downloaded it. It's just like I don't Please feel don't. comfortable, you know, doing that. I don't want to seem like that's that's the one bad thing. You can seem like you're you're condemning people who do mm-hmm. you know support these things. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just want people to think about. No, it. No, I totally, yeah. under, I totally understand. It's uh, I, the when the argument came up again for Superman Unchained. When no, no, no. This was okay. So it came up again. Orson Scott Carr. I was feeling more. Also, my feelings towards Orson Scott Card had worsened since sure. number one because he wrote a shitty Ultimate Iron Man comic. It was like, bad. Was not good. Mm. But second, like he, I, I read this book review. I did not read the book, but mm. this uh, hilarious book review of Orson Scott Card wrote this reinterpretation of Hamlet. Okay, and nice. one of the major bits of that book was that Hamlet was uh, molested as a kid by his gay father, uh-huh. and that uh, that's what drove him crazy. And oh, also villainy. made him feel conflicted and kind of gay himself. And that Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were also gay, and they were pitiable, like, monsters. And then Hamlet goes to hell, where his gay father can molest him for all time in death. Like, Jesus these Christ. are scenes that happen the, the in The greatest this, things about going to hell. In this crazy-ass book. Like, number one, why would you, like... You're in dangerous water rewriting Shakespeare anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Im- immediately like red flag, and then and then I want to do this. Yeah, uh, but I, I, but I tell you what, like I, obviously uh, me, I don't agree with any of those beliefs of, of the man. And when he was signed on to write for Superman Unchained, no, no, it's Adventures of Superman. He was, oh, was, it to, he of- was uh, there's a short story collection or the oh, it's sorry. a digital short story collection from. DC they put out every month called Adventures of Superman and then a bunch of one of the short stories is going to be Orson Scott Card a bunch of people well what a bunch of people said like DC I protest this no yeah I will not buy this and, and something about it, like his beliefs differ than mine I still don't want to deny him the right to work and create as long as that's not what he's spitting and mm-hmm. I mean how could if that he, ever if be he, brought up right, in even a subtle I mean, manner in I, I think not I think choosing to not buy does not cut off his right to speak or to produce work it just it's means true. you're opting out of that because you don't well, want to see the thing is yeah. I, don't, I don't again I don't know I didn't read Ender's Game uh, I watched Bender's Game the Futurama <laughs> I didn't read Ender's Game when I hear of him being hired in, in this era I'm like he must be really good because mm. why would you hire someone with this kind of I'm not sure. Horrible PR baggage behind him. He must be really good. 
And then the only thing I've read is Ultimate Iron Man, which I don't carry the same scorn for. It's I, I like retellings. I don't care if it's well, no, it's, it's just, just boring. It's, it's just slow. boring, and then also it doesn't seem for me. It did not gel with the Iron Man that was set up in Ultimates. You don't like yeah. him as a weak blue kid. Uh, it's just like, what is all this crap? Like the the Ultimate storyline that had been out already was just like he's Tony Stark in a suit, only mm. he's a little bit more grounded. The mm. suit's not overpowered, and he wasn't bored of brain matter. Yeah, and it's okay. just like, no, he's made out of brains. Again, that's like, only read. Stop like, it! Stop. Is, this is I. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it, but it's. Maybe this guy has something. Why does he keep getting hired if yeah. his work isn't enjoyable? Yeah. And we did not because in his personal life he disagrees with something. I don't know. I still like to see and great is, writers that, out there. That is before I knew anything about him. I was just like, oh, I recognize that name. Sure. Okay, and then I read it and I'm like, this is that great sci-fi author. This is just like funny. that's that's totally acceptable. It just yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I again I don't have a strong stance on this either way. Well, so one uh, comic author who like. Took me through like the in the nineties, like he was one of the four writers that really taught me, like, oh, these are grown up comics. Like mm-hmm. this guy's great, and I'll read anything by him. Was Frank Miller? Ah, uh, yes. oh boy, I loved Frank Miller's work. Like it, speaking of nine eleven, I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, well, so like Frank Miller definitely had like a hardness to his work, like an edge and. Let it not be said that every woman in Sin City is either a whore or worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. But it was genre fiction. I'm like, well, every, ninja, guy, every guy in this, she's also a whore. She's a whore. Is a whore and a ninja. She's a whore. But but um, but you know, Sin City is genre fiction, or mm-hmm. the way he writes Batman is a guy who punches weak sissy police into beating up criminals, like. That's not my de- definitive interpretation of Batman, but it was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And so I could write off some of his more conservative stuff. Then 9-11 happens, <laughs> and he kind of goes crazy, in he my was, opinion. He but. was allowed to... I remember it wasn't... Like, he's going to make a Batman versus Osama book. Well, yeah, he was... Well, so they, they had handed it... They let him do... The timing was really bad, because mm-hmm. he was working on Dark Knight Returns 2, the mm-hmm. book everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. Like or thought they wanted it actually did not turn out very good. But um, but in between volume in volume two, there's a giant metropolis destroying battle, which is drawn very much. You draw any superhero battle to that time. Mm-hmm. Then before three comes out, no man of steel conversations. The, we talked about this. But well, but anyway, by the time number three comes out, nine eleven has happened, and he can't draw wreckage of metropolis the same way again. And it's all just a lot darker and realer and covered in ash and stuff. And that, after that, then he does 300, which more and more obviously is a parable about how you've got to go to... Come back you, with you've your shooter on it, hey? Yeah, you got to head to Iraq and kill every Arab. And, uh, <laughs> same with um. <laughs> I think it's even more obvious where he's like, I want to have a comic where soup, where Batman kills Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking crazy. But, <laughs> and then, instead of making that book, he eventually, like, DC draws the line. They're like, no, you do not get to do that. Mm-hmm. So what happened? What made him... What, how did, in what way did he crack? Uh, well, then he just got very militaristic. And, like, he very, like, he clearly said, like, look, it's your... It's, uh... Islam... <laughs> Islam is... A violent religion. It's got to be stopped, mm. and that's who we're at war with. Like that's how he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he saw the new reality. And was he? Was it him or Carr that was said all the stuff about women? That was just like you. Or Miller, was that, def- yeah, Miller definitely like, has issues with that. 
Okay. We all do. No, uh, but but more more importantly, in Miller's case, like I had read his work, found out what his personal beliefs were, and that infected my view of his work because you can then see certain aspects of it. Right? Yeah. And it and and. Well, it, ru- it ruins Dark Knight Returns to some to some respect in some respect. The original Dark Knight Returns, you can still see like this balance of like liberals are definitely weak, definitely weak in there, and old school conservatism is. Yep, you strong, need a guy but, like me to come back as an elderly person yeah. and kick the shit. But out he's of also not a fan of Reagan or the Republican-run government. Like he is making fun of that too, or you know, mocking it as well. Did it go far enough? I said. Maybe so, yeah. I would have given Homeless a home and then kicked him out again. But so then after that, and then it just kind of kept getting worse and worse. He wrote All-Star Batman and Robin where women just have its... He cannot write a a good woman. Like, Wonder Woman is just, like, really a hateful lesbian until... (laughs) A man-hating lesbian until she has sex with Superman. Um, And then it just... And then also... I turn anybody. I'd say the love... I'd say the the lowest <laughs> point came right after he published um, the the his off brand Batman fighting terrorist comic, mm. where he wrote this whole essay of like I'm too old to go to war with you guys, but let me boost you up with this comic book. And then like there were there were comments on his blog of like I've been in the army this whole time, I don't you like fuck you thinking this gives me any support. Or same with. They said, oh, well, why weren't you in the army when you weren't old? Oh, because you were drawing funny books. Good for you, buddy. Mm. Like, and then right after he publishes that one, then he puts uh, he puts the um, Occupy movement in their place, calling them uh, rapist thugs that need to go back to World of Warcraft. Jesus Christ. Jesus. And he said, if you really, it was like, quit bothering with the government or rich people. You really want to go to war. There's all these people over in F- in the Middle East that want to kill you. Maybe they're the enemy. Ever think of that? Um, it was crazy. He, he had, just out of curiosity, this is not totally off subject. Does, does everything people said in the wake of 9-11 get a pass now? Uh, only if they've repented, I think. But like, you see what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. like It was a very scary, I think so, scary. because this is something... Oh boy, I don't even know how to broach the subject. What? Uh, well, I've said this. I might have said it on the show before. I've said it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely know that. Uh, but stuff like World War II era mm-hmm. stuff, and it's 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 not the same as like post nine eleven. But some some. But like ma- if your grandfather was in World War II and still hates the Japanese, but yeah, like, it's oh, it's grandpa. it's some major event that shapes a generation, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a touchstone no matter what race, age, creed. It doesn't matter. Like it right. it hits you in some way. And World War II is this time when, like, no, 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 imagine 9-11 on a global scale where the whole world loses its mind. And there's companies, like, I think it's Chanel for makeup. It's like, oh, and they come out, like, all these people, turns out they might have been Nazi sympathizers. And then it's like there's this people who want to buy this makeup brand, like, well, now I'm torn because now we know they might be Nazi sympathizers or Disney might have been or whatever. And it's like... Yeah. Well, same with, like, Volkswagen. Yeah, and it gets to this point where you're like, Look, it's not a defense of Nazi sympathizers. Mm-hmm. But it's just like no one alive today gets to make that judgment call. Yeah, yeah. You were not there when tanks are marching down the street. Nobody knows what happens tomorrow. And then it ends with a bomb that levels cities. Mm-hmm. Nobody today can relate to that. To, to see the world change in five years. Mm-hmm. To, the, the map has changed. Everything is different. And people make crazy judgment calls. Imagine that. 
And now you want to judge like this celebrity said this wacky thing about the gays, and it's like <laughs> now imagine the whole world is losing their mind. It's like it's really hard to go judge someone on that scale. So like with nine eleven stuff, it's like yeah, to a degree. Like if, if they're holding it fast to twenty thirteen, okay, of, uh, yeah, like, of uh, tough crowd. This show, tough crowd was great. It was great, but it was like right after nine eleven. It and was they were all New York comics. Yeah, and yeah, and, they're and, New York comics, so it's like you get an extra long pass because you were in Manhattan watching the city fall yeah, around, down so they, around. They you. were very angry and said some really yeah, hateful they did. shit. They did, and all of them, all of them, I respect as comics. Yeah, and and that's the sh- like that's the show that for me helped balance some of my viewpoints. Where I was yeah. like, oh, I think everyone should be hugged and safe, and then it's like, well. Here's people who live through people who don't want to see you hugged and safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I get it. I, it it I helped. Mean, and we then talk, it was canceled. We were talking about this originally, and I feel like we all went crazy mm-hmm. for like two or three years after that. But some people just held on to that craziness. They didn't yeah. understand, like, this reactionary nature is not necessary. Well, we're going to be okay, you know, for, for the most part. For yeah. a better term, it was in vogue for a little bit. Like, you could do that. And you yeah, could you have could a definitely platform. Get away you didn't with it. look like an asshole in the ones you're still doing. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, what I was going to point out is that occasionally there's redemption for an icon for. Uh, spouting ridiculous moral beliefs. I love this clip of. Um, you're already laughing because you're looking at it. But I'm sorry. It's okay. Am I cheating? No, well, okay. not really. I mean, like, it's Sean Connery talking to Barbara Walters. <laughs> I know Sean Connery regrets this conversation. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist, it's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't I, I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Wow>. You <laughs> lovable bastard. Wow. Yeah. Sean Connery is still beloved the world over, I believe, it knighted. Is. Well, like, and, I mean, I think his last movie is going to be a skateboarding CGI grandpa <laughs> in some Scottish movie, <laughs> so uh, true. Wait, jokes on happening? him, maybe. What's that? Is that happening? That actually happened. Oh, no. Wow. Really? He came out of retirement to voice a all-Scottish I was going to say he was produced. retired, right? Yeah, but that was his last thing he did, I think. Oh, recently. my God. He wasn't the Jesus Lion? We have. Uh, no, that was... Uh, that's Liam Neeson. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Quite, After he replaced Connery, right? Quite gone. What? I no. thought Sean Connery was the fir- in the first movie. Was no, no, no. He was, was the last leading. dragon in oh, Dragon. Oh, he, he has the power of the glow? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> boy, we're, uh, we're too well, deep. Sean Connery, the this, mean... This clip isn't over, so... Oh, okay. okay. No, not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? I don't think it's... That bad, I think, but it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. Of what would merit? Ah. Well, if you have tried everything else, oh my and God. women are pretty good at this, it, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? <laughs> they don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. <laughs> then... <sighs> I think it's absolutely right. <laughs> then, it's it's so, slapped, then it's slapped town USA. It's so uncomfortable. Because again, we're not debating <laughs> no, no, anything no. he's saying. It's all true. Uh, <laughs> but just, just like he's trying to eloquently put, well, yeah, if she don't say get out of line, uh, <laughs> if the situation adequately calls. I love for, that he's he's pausing like. I am talking to a woman. Should I slap this? No, 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 no. You're Do just, not slap. He's trying to like intellectualize lizard brain reactions. <laughs> like, I want to hit this person. How You're do I justify entering it? Entering into a slap scenario. <laughs> you are in the slap zone, madam. There's really no, no fix there. It, well, it's oh, like, what if a man won't let it go? What, what do you listen, do? When you're out of options, you just got to start hitting faces. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> what else can you do? I also, that's one of my favorite parts of uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I hate that way he phrased it, too, of just like, 
Well, hey, look, if you've even been nice enough to give her the last word, and then she even wants there past was, that word, that last word, like I was oh, trying out the debated statements, but it was like I already gave her the last word. Wasn't that I, I gave it to her? What like, more can a man give a how, woman? How much do I need to do? I said the last thing. <laughs> oh God. Uh. But I mean, so it was good. that one of those grandpa things where you're just like, oh, but grandpa. it's 1987. He's still working. <laughs> I think he had just started another Bond movie. He would then no, still go into be shit. in the Rock. You only you only slap twice. He was <laughs> unless not. unless the situation okay. merits. I guess I guess it's situation. There's an asterisk next but, to. But look, like Sean. Well, maybe maybe because this isn't like maybe that was because that was a long time ago. Sean Connery clearly has some kind of past, right? Uh. <sighs> Does does he not? I feel like you can watch. Like, I feel like you could go back and watch a Sean Connery like James Bond film and enjoy it in some way, and mm-hmm. not think to yourself he probably beat a woman. Is it because? This, is but, it maybe because he didn't create any of it? He's just well, he's, a, it. he's an actor, so he's he a is the reason you're going it, yeah. to see it or paying mm-hmm. money for it. Mm, yeah, uh, to be honest, I was never a big fan of him. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not either. All pay, play devil's advocate here. This is fine. This is we we did not have anything to do with Sean Connery being a celebrity at all. <laughs> we should look into how many wives he's had. I think that would be very telling. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're guessing at least three. Yeah. Just by that conversation. Yeah, you, uh, when you hear him say <laughs> stuff like that, you, it also makes you think, like, well, okay, if this is what they're admitting to, like, how, yeah. what's the like worst thing they anybody, never did? Anybody married to him while he's being asked that question? It's uh, just like, you know you're basically admitting to slapping me right now. Well, yeah. jeez. Uh, well, yeah, it's just... What a great conversation. I wouldn't. I would bet Roger Moore wouldn't say. That. Yes, exactly. Roger Moore would never, ever hit a lady, not even if it merited it. But I also like James Bond, or especially as Sean Connery played that James Bond, was not the most progressive character anyway. No, he had a lot of women. Yeah, <laughs> killed him, shook killed him, him, shook him constantly. All right, we need to go to break. Yes, I'm. I'm hearing. Is this? Is it, everybody has to pee? We'll be right back. Hey guys, can you hear me? Good, I thought you could. Welcome to the Laser Time Break. Man, another rough one, flying out the door once again. Heading down to LA to the anime convention. If anybody's there and want to say hi, I think you'll know what booth to find me at. It has hunting monsters. You get the idea. Laser Time went up a little late this week, and I would say it'd be miraculous if there was another episode this week. But you know what? You can fill the void with other shows. Uh, VG Empire is going to have its 50th episode Super cool We have uh, something really special in store for fans of that show Dave Rudden has a new episode of Cheap Popcast up And of course there will be a new episode of Vidya Game Apocalypse With none of my pro X-Bone speak Man, I, you guys really came down on me for that But you know what else? Of course our buddy Bob's got Retronauts starting up So head over to Retronauts.com And try and jump on that train as soon as possible I am in love with the idea of three guys mounting up a podcast uh, Outside of their former place of work, right? Yeah, you get it. To support the show, we always encourage people to go to lasertimepodcast.com. we got forums where you can hang out in and discuss uh, aspects of the show. It's very interactive, especially with Cape Crisis, which probably won't be on this week either. Don't tell Hank yet, because I haven't. We've also got a donate button where you can just donate $1, $20, $100 uh, via PayPal. Super easy, super simple. You could buy a t-shirt. That supports us. And once again, we have kind of a monthly recap of the coolest stuff on Amazon for the cheapest prices. And we have an article up showcasing that. And if you click through and purchase anything, if you click anything on that web page and purchase anything you want in that visit, not just the item specifically linked, search for whatever you want, 
it'll kick back a tiny commission over to us and it's kind of how we keep the lights on here, keep the hosting up, and eventually fixing this equipment. Uh, but I guess I've talked too much. I guess I've talked too much because I know you're dying to hear more liberal hate speak, right? All right, back to the show. Hank Gilbert. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Sean Connery, I wouldn't watch a new thing of his now. If he wrote a book, I wouldn't read it. Well, just because of that. Would you watch the Skating Grandpa, grandpa cartoon? <laughs> yeah. Whatever the uh, hell it's called. On YouTube, I'd watch it. It what looks pretty if, okay. hideous. What if I pirated? Sure. Yes? Then we're taking from him. <laughs> you know, what? Well, there is very recently getting very topical, like, hmm. I've never purchased anything of Paula Deen's. But, uh, That's sort of why I want to talk about it. Kind I, of a thing. Like, one, I don't know who she is. I, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of her until this. She is a televised food monster. Yes. <laughs> so there was, there was a time where, uh, back when I had a, a uh, female roommate, we she was really into the Food Network. And mm-hmm. so we just started watching the Food Network together and got addicted to all the shows, in, including Paula Deen. And so, uh, including the Paula Deen show, which... Mm-hmm. I'm a Southerner. I was born in Arkansas and in Florida and all that. And so she, Paul Dean, had a very, like, down-home way of saying, like, well, come on, it's it's just soul food. It's family food. It's got butter all over it, but who cares? It's fun. And she had, like, kind of a, you know, your Southern aunt kind of vibe to her. And she was actually in, like, she got cast in uh, uh, at least one movie. That, what was that fucking movie? The Beloved? Elizabeth Town. Elizabeth uh, Town. Of course. Who could forget? Classic. She's Cameron Orlando Rose. Bloom's aunt. <laughs> in that movie but um, and so she was super southern and I was really hoping that like part of her she was this new southern identity that left behind bullshit like racism or a love of the confederacy or antebellum south like because that shit sucks <laughs> don't have any respect like I always I, I'm from the south I have no respect for the stars and bars and people who say like Oh, it's a cultural thing, you know? It's like, no, it's a, it, yeah, okay, it is a cultural thing, protecting a culture that wanted to protect the rights to own human beings. Well, that, 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 but, is, but like, but also that the Southern brand of racism you and I both grew up around is also a cultural thing. Yeah, it's and that, very that much is, there, but they, they, to pretend it's not symbolic of that is, is just lying. Well, so it's that's why in public, a lot of people like Paul Dean would say, like, I'm not a racist. I don't have a racist bone in my body. Because they have to say that first to then say, I want to keep this racist stuff well, What is she in trouble for? Uh, she was being sued by mm-hmm. uh, former employees for racist uh, treatment as an employer mm-hmm. and also for saying racist jokes, uh, and which she copped to. She said, well, That's of course I've said the N-word. Yeah. I say joke. Like, well, I think, you I think start I just want... by saying, of course I've said... Doesn't everybody? I mean... No, well, it's just, I, like, of course, I don't think that would fly for me. But she's an old Southern person, and I think there, when you talk about racism, there's a difference between offensive and being hateful. Well, the crazier shit was that her description of 
But she, she clearly was very insensitive. She she dreamed up. Uh, she talked about this. She also detailed this dream wedding mm-hmm. uh, for her. I think her brother or something. Where she was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if it was just like in the pre-Civil War times, and we had a we just employed a bunch of black uh, servants to dress them up like you know, slaves. like slaves, mm-hmm. but house slaves." And they were there. Wouldn't that be cute? But she didn't. But she was like, "But I won't do it because the media would make a thing about it." Like, oh, the media would, would they? Uh-huh. You know how they're the, <laughs> the, bad, the they're unfair the bad guys media. In this. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know how they wouldn't uh-huh. do the whole thing all the same. Ring Bear comes out. It's cosplay Django. Cosplay oh, Django God. comes out. It's part of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just that. Like there, you've had your little wedding. You've made it modern, and now it's not offensive. <laughs> so it was. Just, it was just all these very old southern values of races and I really just was like it grossed me out because you know people who would see her on TV might have said like oh look at her I bet she says racist jokes and doesn't respect black people on the same level as whites and I would say hey you're making an assumption based on her being southern and that's not fair yeah. and then for her to prove it yeah, like, her to yeah. prove it, it disappoints me because it bothers I mean like southern Illinois was not the south but it is definitely an area where the south crept up um, well, I think any place where you yeah. quarantine Hicks with yeah, like I 700 mean, miles between each house, you're going to get a yeah. little insensitive. And that, that, that attitude is prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not hard to find. Um, I mean, I, was, I, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, and uh, it was unimaginably racist. Yep. I mean, not even nowhere near the South. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was telling somebody, I got called a faggot like right before I left Tallahassee, Florida, which is not a super... So maybe a little it's not conservative. The backwoods. It's not the backwoods. It's yeah. the capital of the city. The government is there. There are six universities there, or like three universities there. And like I, I got out of the shower, my hair was wet, and I had long hair. And I'm just walking in a restaurant next to a Publix. And if you know where I am, Southern people listening know that Publixes aren't fucking white trash affairs. It's a more upscale. Faggot. Like we're in public, dude. You can't just yeah. call me a faggot. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And that was like my decision. Like I am leaving. I am walking away from this entire area, and I'll never come back because of people like you. And the fact that like I didn't need anybody to stand up for me, but like seriously, no one, no one's gonna yeah, correct no, the dude I mean, saying faggot. Even when I go home, every I won't hear it every day, but there's always like. Uh, there was the racial slur of the mm-hmm. day that I would never hear somewhere where there's more than ten people in yeah, a square exactly. mile. Yeah. And it and it leaving that area is all that showed me is like, wow, yeah, the, yeah. the only difference is you're not around other people. It wasn't it the wasn't, more you isolate yourself, the more like closed off you become. Sure, when you move to a city, you're like, Oh it wasn't that any it's not as bad to defend me is that, that guy thought he could say that without being publicly shamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's totally safe. And he, he didn't totally and he wasn't society, yeah, society had, okay. Well I also I hate those moments that happen where you're like Say in a cab, and like mm. white driver, you're white, and then the oh, driver seems like, "Oh, hey, you you agree with all my racist beliefs? So can uh, you believe I'm these trapped, people? sir? Uh, Don't say this. I hate and that. And you just have to be like, "I know. <laughs> I really got to be driven to where you're driving me." So please, you know, this my... is a modern day river ferry, and if you stop, I drown. I can't. can't <laughs> my say stuff's anything. in your <laughs> trunk, so uh. there's nothing I can do. I was gonna bring up another person who did get a pass. For saying inappropriate things, and be warned because I really want to play rim shots throughout this. <laughs> okay. Um, everybody's favorite family comedian. Is this Michael Richards? Jesus. Sorry. The room erupts. The room. That one slur. Raucous laughter. I don't want to offend the homosexuals. If there any homosexuals, I don't want to offend y'all. Are there any homosexuals here? No? Good. Uh. 
wouldn't bother. I bother them when I'm with my friends. You be playing with your friends, you know, driving around. Guys, you know, you see a faggot on the street, you pull up in the concert. Hey, faggot! Hey, you faggot ass! Jeez. Hey, hey, baby, baby! Faggot ass, faggot. <laughs> that lightens itself. Faggot is a guy, man. They kick your ass, faggot. Some embarrassing shit to get beat up by a faggot. Jesus. Walk over to some guy going, Why are you bothering me? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot of hateful speech uh, in there, but it was it was almost sort of a positive joke. Uh, it's very... I think he kind of wanted to have his cake and eat it at well, the same sorry, time. He could construe it's it like... as in, like, here's what me and my dumb friends do, yeah. and here's why it's dumb. Who is it? Eddie Murphy. Okay. Yeah, That's what yeah. I thought. Because I was thinking, I guess I'm putting two and two together, but when we saw at the Castro Theater... Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. yeah. and Jesse, the guy who runs it, was just like, so... It's a really good movie! He's gonna say fag in this movie, <laughs> and we are all here together, <laughs> and I'm telling you, and he gave some context, and just, uh-huh. I don't know, watch, listening to him do it, it was just like, and I know, and we all know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just feel like the way the audience was responding, they were feeding off of the hatred more than like the yeah. subversion of like here's a character that I'm portraying or whatever. Yeah, they like, were just like, they erupted when he said the slur like immediately like yeah. yes, feed us more. Yeah. But it's also clearly a different time. Yeah, exactly. I mm-hmm. mean, and what is he like 19 or 20 yeah. when he's making this? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I've said some yeah. ignorant shit when I was a teenager too. Yeah, so. it's, yeah, I would hope he got past that. Yeah. I actually, used to write for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but Eddie, I, was, I was writing for him in the 80s actually. Excuse me I would yeah, like to see Eddie Murphy try to do stand-up now Oh like, boy be oh, man. To... He would just devolve into a donkey impression <laughs> like, What else would he do? It's like when you see Robin Williams like now like He still trots out the same like Here's the gay guy voice Here's the Milton black guy voice Here's the, like, It's the same shit Weird. Like, that, still, that also feels dated Like not insulting but like mm-hmm. No comedian half his age would do like, oh, time for my gay impression. Dude, let me try that. <laughs> uh, hey, girl. Yeah, no one. Sorry, yeah. that was actually really good. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Develop a character here. Uh, hey, girl. We're here to talk about. Uh, no, I would, but then guess what? Well, I think he got a pass, did he not? But it was also it also was the past. Well, I don't think yeah. it was a deal. It wasn't People a pass so much as everyone just agreed not to bring it up. Oh, and he owns the rights to those those movies and would not release them. Okay, for right. a long time. Yeah, because of that. Well, it was R-rated stand-up at the time. Like yeah. people, it was supposed to be that it, not that that's makes. Oh, and the way he's cable. dressed is the gayest thing I've ever <laughs> yes. seen. It's he's in like a purple leather suit with no shirt in, underneath. Isn't it. that a joke in Beverly Hills Cop where he walks by a guy wearing like the bright red leather outfit that he'll wear it? Oh no! I, I didn't. Know I that. didn't catch that. It, maybe it was an unintentional joke, but like in one of the scenes of like, oh, isn't Beverly Hills crazy? Mm-hmm. Like he walks by a dude basically wearing the red leather outfit he wears in uh, Outrageous uh, or Delirious, Delirious or Raw. In uh, in one of those two, and then he like laughs at the guy and he walks by him like. <laughs> but also that character like Serge the way. Serge. Yeah, I felt like both him and uh, the brief appearance by Damon Wayans were both like slightly homophobic stereotypes. Damon well. Wayans, I think, was kind of famous for his gay character. Well, yeah. Well, like now you watch those uh, Men on Film, the Men on yeah, Film, eventually. and it's like crazy. It's like yeah. weird, offensive, but. 
Man, no, it, it, it's hard to redeem those. I do love them. I do, the, the clothes that Damon Wayne's character would wear are hysterical. <laughs> and David Alcagreer, they were both. Just, Wouldn't he just like straight up wear pasties at some point? Yeah, he yeah. was just like a giant open shirted, like puffy shirt. And then they, they did a Super Bowl halftime show, mm-hmm. and it's just like this tiny little football embedded in his bald head. That was his hat. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but they and it's crazy but the joke, how popular the joke, they were. But the joke is, aren't gays weird? Yeah, yeah the joke I mean, is we're gay. I, I think Damon Wayne's even have a character called Handyman, mm-hmm. which was a, a mentally retarded I, superhero. Yes, it's and so it was not the most progressive. Uh, like comedy. Most of his characters, like they, I heard they were bringing back that show. Like I can't wait to see how they deal with those. <laughs> yeah. Damon Wayne's There's most a lot characters. of those, man. Yeah, I, well, I feel like Homie the Clown. They couldn't even mm-hmm. do now, but uh, strangely, that's the safest. They, yeah, perhaps God, just so. how many years Homie Don't Play That was just the answer to everything you asked. Yeah, like, it was really gross. It's just, like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got it. Anyway, what time is it? That's the question I was asking. <laughs> well, so there's the thing. But, but this go what we were talking about there, like, oh, can you do these jokes anymore? Like, that is a defense. Guys like Tenapol and, and others say, like, you're censoring me. Like, yeah. This, this is akin to censorship when you say that. And that was a big one from... Uh, so I don't know if you guys do you guys read Vice magazine or wear the the Vice uh, brand of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I I really I I really liked it uh, for a time. I still do. They have like a very Vice, like, Vice is great. Yeah, the show Vice on HBO is, is awesome. No, yeah, especially that show on HBO. I can't. I can barely. I can barely watch the show on HBO because it's like. It shows you stuff you that the media is like you don't want to know the hard. You don't want to know world. what's actually happening. And here's how here's how fucked the world is. <laughs> but part of the one of the creators of, of Vice, Gavin McGinnis, has like about like five or six years into the show uh, or into the, the the magazine's history, Gavin came out as a oh good. That's half my fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, Gavin came out as a conservative dude. He was writing more and more conservative stuff. He's like, "Oh, kids today are getting more into conservative things and, and all this." And it was nope. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, he, the conservative party is looking way sexier for kids. And he, and he said it was because like liberalism is about censoring people and stopping people and and political correctness. It was big against political correctness at the time and calling bullshit on things. And yeah, and uh, I don't really agree. Like he. He also had like a, a strong anti-immigration stance, which he I can at least read it of like I know this guy's not I I feel I know this guy's not racist because he well, I don't want to immigrate I shouldn't be forced to <laughs> but it was just it was weird to see him espousing all these views like I definitely don't agree with him on all this stuff and so it was it was weird to see one of the creators of Vice magazine was so had moved so far to the right as time went on. But you know what you know what it is? Whenever I feel myself spouting anything like that, it's because I am I come from an old punk rock contrarian attitude. Mm-hmm. And he's probably just surrounded by liberal I, beliefs. Yeah, I think that yeah like, he definitely let me like, be the opposite of what which way the stream is. Vice going. definitely has like a punk attitude yeah, to it, to all of it. And so for him, he sees just the people attacking him more for his work in his book in Vice, which is like it's a hard, but like it's NC seventeen content. Like that's what it is. And so when he saw the people attacking him more were liberals who than mm-hmm. than uh, the conservatives, and I think he struck out at them, you know. More so. Yeah, if uh, if making people feel more comfortable in any given situation means you can't tell jokes, that's fine. <laughs> I sort of disagree. Not I, not just like, oh I might be offended, that's not the problem, but it's like it's the whole like 
Well, some people want to not have to take responsibility for anything they say. Yeah, and disguise it as jokes. Yeah, disguise it as yeah. jokes. Or also just the fact that, you know, women are the last group you can just completely freely make fun of and say bitch on network television. It's totally fine somehow. Yeah. Whereas if you said, yeah. imagine if it was any other group of people... Nope, wouldn't fly. You would not be able to say that on ABC at but, 7 but p.m. I, and I, I do and a woman in an elevator scared because two guys are in there making jokes at her. Being, it's like, being, we're just joking. It's being like, devil's no, advocate, not. I got to say the word, the F word, numerous times in this show. Fart. And you guys <laughs> probably cringed, but you probably yeah. wouldn't say that either, but I didn't... I, I cringed a little, but in in the case of you or like when, say, well, it, it, Louis C.K. did a bit about yeah. it, like, you're saying it... You are saying it in quotes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not... I'm, and I'm definitely... You know, I, I don't come from a place of hate either. So when I see people... Well, I don't know you. That's hate speech. Well, come on. Man. Yeah. That's not... That's not cool. Well, if I I were, if someone to... were to come at me for saying the F word like I did a couple minutes ago... What is the only reason it's not happening because we're so unpopular. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you could see people doing that. You, would you not stand up for me? Well, uh, yeah. I would say... You know, Context has a lot to do with exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, look at the context. If you're not, you're you're just lying to yourself or not being honest. Yeah, uh, I just there are finally at least those arguments are taking place talking about context. But I, I just hate to see like I, comedy supposed to shock. I, I just, think conversation like it's about conversations too. Mm-hmm. Like these right. should be talked out. And like like Bob was saying, like he doesn't want you to like never touch something. Like just think about it at least. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I will. Well, I thought I thought Pat Oswalt's Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. It was yeah. like there you go. It was yeah. just a guy who was like, I will defend comedy no matter what, and then realized, oh, other people have different viewpoints too. Maybe I should consider. Well, them. yeah, his his big one was about like he he had said like uh, rape culture, this bullshit, and this is about censoring me from sa- telling a joke I want to tell. Like, was there something there like I'm part of rape culture? He's like, and he said, why? Well, that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah. I never like I mock. When I use those words, I'm making fun of it, and I don't. I've never wanted to rape anyone, so this is obviously bullshit. But then he thought about it more, and he see like maybe your assumption or the only thing you know is not everything. Like mm-hmm. maybe there are other viewpoints out there, and it's a, and and also I like I agree with Todd Glass too on on this point that mm-hmm. he made about gays, but like you can. As a comedian, you can make fun of anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk about anything you want. So why just go like, oh, gays are so sensitive or women, yeah, blah blah I mean, blah. Like you can do anything. I think Shitty the function comedy. the function of comedy is best when it's like aimed upwards, not downwards. Yeah. Because it's like what good making are you getting of, out of picking on people yeah, that exactly. are beneath you? I mean, it's yeah, like making fun of victims. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a good almost. I would dare say that's a universal thing. It sounds like something I mean, a victim would say. We've seen like when conservatives try to do comedy, like political comedy, <laughs> yeah. and it's always pretty dire. I guess we can roll into Dennis Miller That's, if you want that to. Was my, dude, yeah. I loved Dennis Miller Live. It gave me a political belief and like made me pay attention. And I only learned no, rec- I agree. Yeah. I only learned recently that like well, because the show wasn't conservative, Dennis Miller Live. No. no. And and I only heard a writer recently in a podcast, like I wrote for him the whole time. It's like, yeah, he's very conservative, but I was I and other people were writing for him. Right. And that's yeah. the only reason it didn't come out. <laughs> and then he, he came out like conser- a conservative comic. I don't know. The first thing he did on his stupid he talk show was like... He the king of references. He, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he did on his stupid talk show was like, look, no conversations about George W. Bush. It's a political talk show. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, talk about censorship. He's yeah. like, this yeah. is off limits. See, that's Because I... he can't defend himself. I love that about Tough Crowd because like 
Colin Quinn, very conservative dude. Well, not very, but he is a conservative. He had especially no. Danny there's a good interview feelings. with him, with Terry Gross on NPR that I love to go back and listen to. I remember it very well. That he mm. was definitely a Democrat until 9/11. Yeah, that brought but, him into. But a on that point. show, he had on uh, he had on uh, Mark Maron, who was way it was, to the it left was all air Garofalo. Yeah, he had it was Al Franken. Um, he had all those guys, and they had, had an open conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's why I love that show so much. Mm-hmm. And, and it was Patrice, and then also, who's the guy, keep, the bald guy, I keep forgetting his name? Jim Norton. Jim Norton, Jim Norton mm-hmm. who, his tweets are always usually calling out everyone who's not, I mean, I don't know. He's got the kind of tweets that make me go into a fit every time I read them. Mm-hmm. But having them all in a, in a room, mm-hmm. talking, making jokes, at each other's expense, yeah. mm-hmm. and still conveying some point... It was like, how did this show ever go off the air? Like, yeah. I still don't understand. It's, it's still at the end, like, a real sense of camaraderie. Yes, it was like, and here's the people who disagree on every point and will still walk out and go get a beer together. Yeah. It's like, that's the point. It's really cute. That's and no, and granted, we got Colbert out of that, because that time yeah. slot was yeah. open. We but... also had the Adam Carolla talk show, which... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the laziest talk shows. And there was that weird, t- that one talk show that was like, I can't remember the name. Mm. It was on in that 10.30, 11.30, whatever time slot, after Daily Show... And it was like a, it was a gay dude doing a talk show. Oh, about, Graham Norton. Uh, was it Graham Norton? It was. It was called like the Graham Norton Effect. Yes, yeah, that's, what it that's was. right. And then that disappeared. And then I don't know if that's when Tough Crowd came in, or if that was after Tough Crowd before Colbert. Sure. I don't know. So, yeah, but like, point is, I do miss that show, and I wish there was somewhere to watch it. Like but, maybe it's on YouTube. I haven't actually. Thought of it. But Dennis Miller is more like trying to ideologically protect himself. Yes. It's like, no, this is the conservative show. Yeah. Like almost like Fox News tries to say, "Hey, we're balancing things by being this conservative." But like, that was another example of like it affected. Like I have his albums. Yeah. And when he complains about the clerk doesn't give me my coffee at the right temperature. Blah, blah, blah. Like it, it all comes across as like really mean old white dude. Yeah, yeah and it's no longer yeah. funny once I know what's what his standpoint is. And I just want to build a wall around my family and fuck all the rest of you. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, you're supposed to help everybody out. That's yeah. I, Are you, you're either part of civilization or you're not. Yeah, so if you don't right. want your public roads, then please leave. Yeah. <laughs> please build your own roads. But that really—that's my only problem with conservative. Conservative is I'm worried about crime and all these other things that'll affect me. Then. Give people things. Yeah, exactly. They won't. Like, they, there'll be nothing for them to come in your house for. Eh. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's the answer. Nanny it's, the, it's totally that's the, the fucking. Nanny dude, I am super left on this shit. The entire yeah. reason we have crime and people because people are in need of stuff they're not given because the community isn't doing that for them. Uh, well, I do. No, it's that's the way it is. That's the way it is. If, if this guy, oh, was, I'm sorry, if, I was if, trying to have a conversation. This guy was housed and clothed and clothed and uh, maybe had a tiny bit of disposable income. Then. Yeah. What reason would he have to be in the street bothering you or breaking in your car? It just wouldn't exist. Well, yeah. But so many people are denied the right to life, mm-hmm. the right, the right to live, it, with dignity. Dignity is an important part. Well, of no, life. I think. Well, I think really that I'd say the problem with crime and is just that it's such a classist system, like yes. and ra- a racist, like the justice system. I'd say more classist than racist, but more, more about than, class than race. But I mean, they're tied up. You can't. They kind of. Yeah. They, they, I think the system is made to keep certain races in lower classes. More statistically speaking, no, I, I just don't think people realize that college is an extension of being kind of white and upper class. And if you're not grown up and ingrained, that's part of your life. It seems impossible. How do I afford? This is. 80 times this is 4,000 <laughs> times my car payment how the fuck do I afford to send somebody to college and I don't know college, college is the weird one for me because I watched everyone around me of multiple of, of, of 
Like, granted, whitewashed America where I'm from, but, like, not just white kids, but, like, my a ton of people in my class mm-hmm. go to college with, with free rides because mm-hmm. it's like, no, you get Pell Grants and you get all kinds yeah. of grants. It's like college is not this unattainable imaginary thing. But for not everybody of, knows that. But, like, whereas I was in this sweet spot where it's like, well, we're not rich, but we're just, like, 1% over the line where you qualify for everything. So then I had to pay for everything, and then I was paying for those student loans until I was 30. I just, I know I grew up thinking I would always go to college without ever really wanting to go to college, and I now know that not everybody grows up, th- like, my parents say we'll never be able to afford college. Hmm. So that basically... Well, I have heard different people have different life experiences. Keeps, that's what I'm saying, though. That's that's <laughs> That's like... Well, what are my options? Mm. This dude, this dude on the on the corner with this nice little business set up, well, seems pretty nice because I definitely don't have a future going the traditional route. Yeah. Anyway, we we were talking Mel about Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Does Mel Gibson get a pass? No, no, not anymore. It's for pretty me. clear, <laughs> especially when he was kind of given a pass already, and <laughs> then when though I wasn't ready to accept him with open arms again. And now, after that pass, he's, like, back again. Like, he's trying to come back again. Like, mm-hmm. I really... I want to watch... I want to see Machete Kills. Mm-hmm. But... You won't see it, because Mel Gibson's in it. Maybe I, uh, if, it, if it's included in Netflix streaming two years down the line, <laughs> yeah. I might watch it then not watch you, it. I will write an angry letter to Netflix. Will you please take .1 cents off of my bill... For this net smell Gibson movie. Wait, that he's in up. it or he's he's in it. He's a te- oh. He's in the film, and so when he's in the movie, you just go like, dude, Robert Rodriguez. Like, I know he wants the whole film. He's like Charlie Sheen is in it too, as Carlos Estevez, and <laughs> uh, and like Lady Gaga is in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's all about oh, it's Sofia Vergara, Ver- Vergara, but uh, it's all about stud casting and crazy mm-hmm. shit. Like, what the fuck is this movie? Like so, the Mel movie, Gibson the movie that really previously starred De Niro and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, mm. so Mel Gibson is just stunt casting in it as much as anyone else, and you're just supposed to go like, "Whoa, Mel Gibson!" That, that definitely veers into I don't want to punish everyone else who's in this because there's one person yeah. in it that is objectionable. Yeah. It's like the hundreds of people who worked on this, and you won't buy a ticket because. This is a, but this is a good unique example because he did it. Dude. He did it once. And apologize, and I think we're all of a forgiving nature. We're like, like, okay, you were drunk, then you started saying dumb shit. And then yeah, yeah. I don't know what was it his the phone calls the to his phone wife. Calls. Yeah, like, yeah, yes. Not only yes, like he phone. says the n word thing, it's pretty racist, but also he uh. he makes it very clear: I beat you, and I will beat you again, yeah. and I may murder you. I like, thought he just implied that she was a blowjob machine. That too. I mean, well, it's he was not, also, it wasn't he, just uh, offhanded comments to a cop; it was to his wife who had his children. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he like well, I think the funniest, if you want to find comedy in that shit, Jeez. I think the funniest thing was that he was so like put out that he's like, you wouldn't even give me a blowjob in the hot tub. I mean, come on. <laughs> come I, on, I'm a guy. I'm Mel Gibson. <laughs> of all places, the hot tub. It's nice Can you believe clean. it? So once that's there, I'm like, and then, and then also... But then you, you're not thinking said, about the one thing. What? Danny Glover. Danny Glover said, no, y'all all wrong. Well, yeah. He's well, a nice guy. So then after he's that, like, Whoopi Goldberg defended him. Mm-hmm. Like, Jodie Foster Jody had Foster. him at his table at the right. Golden Globes last of Maverick year. Maverick fame. Yes, of Maverick fame. <laughs> Like and she's a she's thing. a liberal lesbian Hollywood type. Like, did she ever come out? Uh, she just basically recently, did act the Golden Globes. She just recently thanked her partner, which was 
her version of coming out. Mm. Yeah, I, and I'm devastated because I think she's awesome, and I've always yeah, I think she's great. great. She's great. I, yeah. I mean, I, it's the one thing I had as a kid. Like, I really want to sleep with this celebrity, and now it's just <laughs> but not gonna happen. <laughs> so yeah, all these celebrities are trying to say like, look, he's he's just a very sad drunk man. Like, forgive him a break. Like, no. I, oh, and his dad is nuts. Yeah, no, his dad it's probably like fucked still him alive? up bad. Like, I don't know, but he was like, he was like very clearly like, hey, we got an interview with uh, Mel Gibson's dad. Hey, the Holocaust doesn't exist. Oi. And <laughs> yes. And wow, really? Like his super conservative Catholic Holocaust denier. Yeah, no, his dad. Speaking of people who deny things. So if anything, <laughs> the amount that uh, Mel Gibson doesn't hate Jews, you should almost commend him for it. Maybe so. Well, I also heard like th- then once those tapes oh. come out, like, some other people were ready to like be. Mm. Oh, I'm safe to tell a Mel Gibson story now. Like, for example, um, Winona Ryder said she was at a party with him, and she found he found out she was Jewish, yeah. and he then like kept being a dick to her the whole party and called her an oven dodger. Oh, I remember oh, that. And gosh. like, I was like, dude, like these are just the stories we're hearing. Like, yeah, there comes a point where like, Christ. okay. You're drunk. You're drunk, and you transform in this person. It's not revealing the real you. Like no, there's. Yeah. I just saw it on HBO Go. The brief time I had it, mom and dad. They canceled HBO. Uh, it was Paul F. Tompkins had a great one man show, and it was just talking about uh, the drunk world. I'm all about that. That everybody is more real when they're drunk than they are. When they, so then I use it all the time. Sorry, man, I was just drunk. Nope, I'm that angry in real life, and that was the only time I was able to say anything about it. Yeah, the yeah. drunk is the well, that real you. That doesn't help. That changed, you know, yeah, Chris, we've known you a long time. Now. What? What? I know all that stuff. I apologize for was not me. Just a drunk <laughs> yeah, person. So I was going to say, there's a handful of conversations that but, had people leaving the room. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's level this out a little bit. Uh, no, but but it, it, you know who else denied the Holocaust? Another. Hold on, but it's real. It, but all those things when you're drunk are real frustrations. Maybe they come out inarticulately and angry. But what real- are his frustrations? The Jews. I know that's that's what I can't. Believe. I can't count my millions with the Jews bothering me. Occasionally- they're chattering constantly. <laughs> well, it, no, it's Greg. And Greg's like, yeah, this dude hating the Jews. Like, would you just shut up? Nobody hates the Jews because, like, I don't see it. And then he has to like show me an article. Like, there's still people like invested in denying the of Holocaust. Of course, happened? there are. How? Why? What difference is we it live made? in a weirdo bubble? For fuck's sake! Yeah, we do. A oh my god! It, all I know about Jews is that they're white people. I mean, that's a. You're just but when the white, white, when I mean, white people have nowhere left to turn, we pick on other white people. Just white yeah. people. Look at the Italians or the Irish. Can I have a ride? <laughs> anyway, well, who else you do I not pick on Italians. Italians. Look, you guys, I have nothing. <laughs> it's pretty much nothing. I don't know. It's the Irish. How do you make uh, Italian sausage? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were setting uh, up something, Brad. Who well, did I know? The, you guys wanted to talk about. Uh, All right. Koichi Sugiyama? Oh, I just yeah. One more question. All right. Mel Gibson, do you would you enjoy Lethal Weapon less? Mad Max, Road Warrior less? Kind of, well, I started to enjoy them less after Passion of the Christ because it's that was when I realized this guy has a fucking torture fetish that he bleeds into everything. He has he has, uh, he has a martyr based agenda. Definitely that too. Yeah, and like and, a South Park had to point that out to me. Like, oh, torture me! And like, wow, in every movie he is tortured for the greater good. Yeah, exactly. Every single movie he's in, and that's kind of gross. To it's me. really gross. Yeah, and then also just like his, I, I didn't like. I saw the Passion of the Christ. Like, I it was it was the last free movie I saw at AMC when I worked there. 
And it was also like it was crazy. I don't know. No, no, don't. I, I, <laughs> That's all I remember. But I wanted to see it just to be part of a conversation in it. But then, uh, like, people were, whole churches were blocking out rows and rows of seats there. Like, it was a big fucking deal to go there. Yeah, it was, I think it made it. like $2 billion. Yeah, they were trying be, to get to be the number one movie. Man, how much, movie could, how much money would it have made without the Jews blocking it? Uh, <laughs> exactly. But, um, That's why they put them in shitty eye makeup. In... But then after, yeah, when I saw I'm like, no, the Jews are the bad guys here. But, and it, and it saddened me that he, like, was going by his interpretation of the Bible, which yeah. is not the ultimate one. And also, passion plays, the passion plays have been used by, let's say, the Nazis yes. to demonize yes. Jews. Like, so to go back to the passion plays, it was, it shows how his old school commitment to real Catholicism. So, and that would just grossed me out too. My, my thing was and the, then, the, and then lastly that right. he, Jesus says barely says shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. All it is about is. It is a monstrous guilt trip to show you the horrible suffering he went through. Not what he said or what is talked about. But he was responsible for stuff. the horrible shit. Yeah, and the Catholics. Did. Well, the Romans they <laughs> the show Catholics. the Romans show guilt in the end, mm-hmm. but uh, the Jews not so much. Dude, but, they had evil eye makeup. What, and, 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 and my big thing was, was like, drawn on? Well, yeah, they did. They had they had they had eyeliner on oh, to wow. look more evil. It was a sneaky. They were all actually Romulans. <laughs> and the thing was, the thing was for me is like, well, why the fuck is this shot in Aramaic? Why? To make it feel like you're watching history yes, come alive. To make it seem more authentic, and it's very yeah. much, even admitted certain parts of it aren't authentic. Then shoot it in English. And have it be your thing. You wanted to portray this like a piece of history as yeah. how you see it and how other people should see it. That's the evil thing about the movie. Do we want to talk about Roman Polanski at all? I wondered. I, he got a pass. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, I think so. I mean, Hollywood is behind him. Yeah, I, I gave him a pass for a time, and I kind of regret it now. Like, like I well, didn't Jack Nicholson bang the same broad? Did he? <laughs> yeah, I heard this. Yeah, if so, Charles man. Manson shot his wife. Hank, come on. Well, yeah. See, everybody wanted to get or him a somebody pass because else. of what Catherine, what happened to Tate, Catherine Tate, which is Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Oops. Uh, but what happened to Sharon Tate, which was very sad. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. Very, very tragic. Charles but, Manson. But and his that does family. not give you license to rape a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just then, because your wife is murdered. Yeah, it was after I watched. The, there was a documentary about it a couple of years ago, and after I watched, Wanted I was like, and desired, I believe. Yeah, it, it just it gave me a new perspective on it. Like you got to see reports from the time and not. It wasn't just a story that I didn't want to investigate, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Like, because I do love his movies. He mm-hmm. makes great I films. I like Chinatown. I don't really care about Chinatown's great. I, I like the ninth. What was it? <laughs> just the, don't. The ninth uh, gate or something. The, the fucking Johnny Depp one? Yeah, I like that one. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, so you're the one. <laughs> the, but, but then, you know, yeah, you see, you like how they were trying to blame the victim. They're like, oh, she's been with other men. So why? True. Who even cares what happened to them? And then also, like, Europeans were trying to the European press some in the European press were trying to go like oh America's so so uh, prudish they're, they're punishing him for nothing like no this is this is something and then like a, there was a really good line in the movie which like turned it around for me that like someone said if the if the 13 year old in question had been a boy mm-hmm. how different all these conversations would have been yeah like, yeah, yeah. And that's like if he had if he had done that to a boy, the entire situation was the same. Pulled an Elmo. He would have been. Oh, 
He well, also, yeah, Elmo. You want? Yeah. I don't want. No, I don't want to talk about right, that. Yeah. Kevin Clash is awesome. I don't think any of that's ever happened, even though a bunch of people said. But so. yeah, so once you see that about Polanski, <laughs> that he like makes an exception, he's like, ah, she's thirteen. She's uh, she's on the same level as a as a an adult woman. We can have drinks together and like, no, that no, you can't. I'm sorry. Did, I didn't he not know she was thirteen. Yeah, he was casting her in movies, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, think he knew like, her age. Even as a 30-year-old or 31-year-old, I think 20-year-old women are children, basically, when mm. I see them. It's just like, this <laughs> yes. is not something uh, I need to approach. Meat. <laughs> Licks lips. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel... <laughs> Sorry. I think it's, I think it's, Levity, I'm just trying. I'm trying. I think people were way too quick to forgive him. Yeah. And but, also, but like, even he wasn't now, even going to be punished that much for it. Like, but even now, like... I mean, even now he can't come to America that, at all. To, to me, that seems ridiculous. Like, there's anybody yeah. tied up in this case that there are tax... There are... We pay officers taxes to still be investigating and invested in this well, case. Well, like, the the person... I mean, the victim in the case, has she forgiven him? Or, like, yeah. what what is the stance there? I mean, uh, like, justice was not served. She's in the documentary. She is She's, in the documentary. I can't... She, I think I, she may have. Her consensus is like, I, like it happened. I'm over it. Why does this have I think to keep she defining wants to my move life? On with, yeah, she wants. But to she move appears on camera on. to say such a thing. Like, yes. I, why does this have to define me? Can we just move on? And then I, I don't understand the need. Like, well, he's going to be prosecuted, punished. Like, give up your fucking retribution chase. Well, he didn't want to go to real prison. That's a point in the movie too. Yeah, like, <laughs> they were going to put him in nice prison, mm. and then he didn't want. And then they were like. No, you go to real prison. He was like, I don't want to go to real prison. <laughs> and he leaves. And it's when you run that that's why his punishment is going to be more severe. Because he should have That's why he looks it. more guilty. Yeah. That's he looks it. more guilty than... Pop- well, who who's the one we were about to bring, you were about to bring up, Elston? Oh, the uh, Tsukiyama. The, uh, yeah, what, the I've never heard of this. Dragon Quest. I've never heard of this. <laughs> All of Dragon Quest? Uh-huh. Pretty All much. of Dragon Quest, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, the main series at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. And he writes great music. Gosh. He does. Uh, the, the Dragon Quest theme, like, is so stirring. I, it's so good. Are you okay? But uh, we need to get you more water. I've talked quite a lot, but <laughs> um, but so he, among a bunch of other famous uh, Japanese people, uh, like, did the, had this open letter saying that they like deny. Uh, the things like the rape of Nanking or a bunch of other like mm-hmm. war crimes that the Imperial Japanese army did, and he really doesn't think it. Oh, really? True at all? No. Yeah, but I mean, the guy. I mean, not to be an apologist for him, but I mean, no. in this case of him and Sean Connery, they're both mm-hmm. in their eighties. They're both the products uh, of a very different time, I and I feel like pass. the brain is harder to change after mm-hmm. a certain point. Yeah, that, that's that explains true. him. I'm not trying to like. Justify why it's no, like but Dragon he, Quest. But but I think but when you you look at someone like, well, that kind of vomit isn't going to infect the rest of the public. Yeah, like yeah. my opinion on shitlords. I, I, it's I, okay to watch yeah. a terrible movie when it's not going to affect the zeitgeist at all. <laughs> and this will just change our opinion of you, but like, not our opinion on the subject matter. So bring it back to Doug Tenapple. He's a guy in his 40s who's living in 2013. Mm-hmm. He has access to information. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't. That, that's where it's different for me. Yeah, I feel like too with uh, Sugiyama, he comes like from a almost like a position of national pride, where he's just like he doesn't like hearing bad things yeah. about his country. And I mean, he obviously lived he, through the war. Yeah, he did, and he doesn't he doesn't want to believe those things are true. I think is why. Well, that's why you deny things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I feel like there's, I we feel figured like, it out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like there's therapist. enough there's enough proof that you should believe at least most of it yeah, happened. Yeah. Like mm. there are pictures. So 
that makes it really like it makes it it, it I will still play Dragon Quest games because he is not like the creative force behind it. Aha! But I, mean, uh, I don't need anything by that. You, and I've all, I've been poisoned so far with by hearing his music in all the games before I found this out. Mm-hmm. And also that I feel like uh, until proven otherwise, like the creator of the series Yuji Hori, like he's a more uh, he seems like a cool guy and more of like artistic and and li- socially liberal than most. But though that said. Uh, Dragon Quest is a series like defined by its conservatism, at yeah. least from a design standpoint. Like it's always the same thing that it mm-hmm. gives you, and it's always like most stories are just the same kind of like easy fantasy adventure. It's really hard mm-hmm. to put any like political leaning on it one way or the other. You know, not like uh, you could say like Final Fantasy is a more much more liberal series than, than Dragon Quest. What is the what is the next step for Dragon Quest? When are we get in ten? Never, I bet. Damn. Yeah. It's why would they Dragon Quest as an MMO would never do well in America. Right. Like mm-hmm. seven, a seven remake came out for the 3DS, which mm-hmm. they still haven't announced yet. Uh, they really ought to put it out here. I still have a sealed Dragon Warrior Seven. Yeah, but the, not sealed on purpose. Just Dra- bought it and it just <laughs> by accident. The PS One version of Dragon Quest Seven made me so dizzy. Like I actually mm. couldn't. It's the one I haven't beaten because. Of the main series because like an hour in I was like this camera is garbage it's, I'm I'm getting motion sick from this mm. so finally like uh, the DQ7 remake on 3DS is going to fix that stuff that's how I feel about the it. Kingdom Hearts series which I can't wait to see 1.5 and <laughs> oh, 60 yeah. frames a second as the camera you spins going around to vomit possibly all over your living room uh, it's going to be great let's eight. interpolate some of those frames get me real sick yeah, DQ8 and 9 though both great mm-hmm. definitely uh, but jeez are we done? Uh, are we out of people? We should be We're out, out of so people. many people. We're definitely out of time. Yeah. As far as time is concerned. Sean Connery says hit women. Eddie Murphy says yell at gays. And uh, Henry <laughs> is backing all of them up, says they got a pass, I believe. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. uh, well, Check each one off. I give him a pass. Use the Worthington scale. <laughs> <laughs> but the hard part is figuring out a song to close out on. Uh, oh boy! Anybody know any Nazi metal? Uh, <laughs> the like, South I'd, Park. Uh, no. Thanks for asking. Close with I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Ooh, okay. I, it's nice. What about the? It's it's a safe one, but smile, darn you, smile. We do it too that much. Before. It's, it's happened too many times. Um, something happy. What's the happy? I like. I'd like to buy the world a Coke. All right, we'll do that. Is it? But it's only like thirty seconds long. There's got to be an extension. How about mix the sunscreen song? Jesus, no. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus, no. no. There's a message in there. Maybe you'll get married. Maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. Here are some platitudes. Hopefully, <laughs> it's to a woman. <laughs> that is like I, the epitome uh, of doofy 90s optimism. Like, uh, it's going to be okay. I mean, there's yes. not going to be a 9-11 happening in a few years. That'll make us all crazy. <laughs> there's not going to be any kind of economic crash. We no. lose money. You'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but we've been late for <laughs> time. Uh, normally, we're a little sillier than this. Doesn't matter. I brought it all down this time. No, I just wanted. I thought it was an interesting subject. I liked it. I liked it. I still try and make a separation between the art and the artist. It's easier when they're dead. You know, that was a bigger point. Easier when they're dead. That was a that was a bigger point I wanted to make. Like, I think we just know too much about people now. Like, yeah, next to Twitter and everything. Yeah, like even fifty or like Ernest Hemingway, for example. Like, he wasn't giving thousands of interviews that could be or just 
had, could tweet whatever he felt like. Yeah. So you didn't know how Ernest Hemingway I mean, felt oh, about that, that, something. That, I would love to read H.P. Lovecraft's Twitter just yeah. to see what the hell happened on there. That yeah, are, or, uh, or who knows, like, Faulkner or James Joyce might have been drunk one day and said, like, fuck women. Yeah. You, you hear about them being drunk shitheads. Yeah, you sure. hear about them being drunk shitheads, but because they're dead, you get to, like, uh, oh, tortured artists. them yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the poor tortured artists. Like, yeah. Because uh, part of, like, the vague research I did on this, and, like, what? Errol Flynn was a Nazi spy? Oh. So says a new book. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can totally believe that. But, like, well, but, then, but, then he was, but he didn't, he wasn't asked in many interviews what he thought of other races. Apparently, it wasn't very fondly. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, like, Errol Flynn, yeah. fucking Robin Hood yeah. might have been a racist, may have been. A spy for the Nazis and got a ton of people killed. That was the plot of Seriously, Rocketeer. Look it up and tell me about it. Like, cause I did, I couldn't be bothered. I don't know why I just waved you off. Oh, you, <laughs> you do it. You do it. Oh, Our, you men. You men. <laughs> Listen to Laser Time more. LazyTimePodcast.com. Find out about our other shows like what, Hank? Uh, Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast. Also, Cheap Popcast. Mm. Our pro wrestling podcast. Oh, my throat. Yeah, where Henry usually has a voice. Um, wait, excuse me. Yes, a voice. Wait, wait, what was the last cheap podcast about? Uh, it was about the payback pay per view. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. Part, part of that, we did a whole TNA episode, which I was very happy. That uh, was really fun. TNA actually came correct for that one. You're plugging the wrong thing, though. Sorry, I'm supposed to be plugging VG Empire, yeah, video game music podcast. Um, uh, I like game music; it's defined most of my life to a degree that is socially unacceptable. <laughs> and uh, we just did our 50th episode, so. <laughs> Damn, I can't, I can't believe I stuck with this for Years. that long. But uh, we just did a grab bag of the first 50 episodes. If mm. you wanted to jump in and haven't listened, that's the episode. Grab it. It's on iTunes. Um, thanks for your comments. As always, that's always the thing. I read every single one of them. And the amount of spam comments that I clear before they go up is hilarious. So uh, if you want to talk about Viagra or Oxycontin or whatever, don't... don't ta- talk me so much about how live life. <laughs> Please click Ugg Boots. It's just Gucci, Ugg Boots, Nike, <laughs> Nike, 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 Pills, Pills, Sex, Girl, Prostitute, Teenager. Like, that's a comment I got. Adidas. Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. <laughs> Delete. Adidas. Uh, Four stripes is better. Uh, <laughs> Why you not listen to podcast? Listen to podcast. Good for you. Cost no rubles. <laughs> um, I don't know why this accent's so much easier. It's how I do every white person who doesn't live in Europe. <laughs> now somebody needs to say what a country. What a country. Look, there we go. Yakov is getting too close to home. Well, when I found out Yakov was a big conservative, that ruined all my <laughs> oh Jesus, all He's my still, happy memories. Uh, Solomon Brands in Missouri, guys. What a good boy. Um, Bob plugs. Oh, please check out Retronauts at Retronauts.com. Every Monday, a new podcast, and I am Bob Servo on Twitter. So look me up. It's very hard to forget. I should have taken Chris Servo. I'm writing that right now. LaserTimePodcast.com. Chris T. Robot. That's better. Christy. But I'm a Tom Servo guy. Uh, I might buy one of those like recreated puppets. It's, it's ooh, those kinda, are nice. I've always had my eyes. You yeah, that shirt that said "I'm huge." I'm huge. You got to amalgamate your first and last names into one easy into one easy term. Which one? Like Brelston on Twitter. Oh, Cantista or Crantista. Cantista on Twitter. Chris T. Human. I don't have Christy. enough words. I keep doing C Antista. I love someone. I don't hard. remember who it was. So I'm sorry, but someone replied to like me to mm-hmm. to me, Chris. Grim, and then was like at Sudabred, at Brelston, at Cantista, at whatever the fuck Henry's Twitter is, <laughs> and like that was it was it was tagged as an at though, so it was like uh, highlighted. You tweet this account does not exist. <laughs> I got all that trouble. All right, all yeah, they don't right. charge you. H e r e y. Come on, man. 
You know, it's not like a gamer tag where you gotta pay. Tweet about this. Thanks, Stan Lee. Uh, you don't get a lot of appearance in this show. Uh, we're done. Let's buy the world of Coke. Sorry for the heavy subject matter. Unite. I keep it company. The real party.